Pesserol, Bim Vindos, and Mez Anipacino do ARG Presents. Me nome a amigo Aaron. Estu acompanado Jose Pelo Muerto El Stupido the Brent. We oui. <laughs> wrong language, dummy. <laughs> that was that was fluent Portuguese that you just heard, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of ARG Presents. And why do you think the Brent that I would speak in Portuguese on this opening? You wanted to offend an entire nation? No, no. I wanted oh, to okay. embrace an entire nation. Because this week, Brent, we spun the wheel, we made the deal, and we're going to be looking at BAM Brazil Sega Master System exclusive, exclusive <laughs> games in Brazil on the old Sega Master System. You know, you know the I know the wheel is almighty and wise. Correct. But, but it keep, it's given us some... Uh, it's given us some crazy topics as of late. Well, listen, this is not a crazy topic. This is a cool topic because oh, it is. It was. Sega, it was very interesting. The Sega Master System. Oh, I know. In some parts of the world, it did pretty well. Maybe in some parts of Europe, right? In Japan, it did okay. In America, eh? Like I didn't know anyone that had one. Did you at the time? I don't think I knew anyone. No, had not one. not when it was in a day. No. In fact, when I bought my Sega Master System two. I was the only person I knew that had a Sega Master System and a mess of cartridges. And I bought them from a guy dirt cheap. In fact, that's what that's what careened me into the path of collecting these old consoles was a Master System. So I've got much love for the old Master System. But I don't have nearly as much love for it as our friends way down there in Brazil because they've got tons of love for this thing. Uh, and there are reasons why, and we're going to get into those later. Uh, but the the uh, Sega Master System existed much longer. Uh, oh yeah! In, in fact, it, it, to a certain degree, it still exists as a viable option down there. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's the budget gaming option down there. Right. So, I you know I've got a little list here I want to talk about, and we're just going to briefly touch on it because one of the things, one of the things uh, that Brazil got was you know basically Brazil centric uh, uh, games that were ported. Or, or created for just that market uh, by the people that were distributing the Master System in Brazil, which is an outfit called Tectoy. Tectoy got in bed with uh, Sega early on, and at one time, they held 80% of the market in Brazil for video games. Yes. Uh, and this is when they were really riding high. And so they had it was in their best interest to create games that would uh, make the uh, the people there happy and keep the consoles flowing because not only did they distribute master systems and master system games, they would actually make uh, various master systems with built-in games. They had all kinds of variants and whatnot uh, down there to distribute. And so you could go out and pick one of these things up that had, say, 128 games in it. And so it was in their best interest to have a bunch of games standing by to stick on consoles like that. Not a bad idea, really, Brent. Yeah, actually, we should take a moment, Aaron, and, and kind of do a deep dive into Tech Toy. Uh, they started out, right? They were like, yeah, we want to take the Master System into Brazil. Because Brazil's got this crazy thing back then and still today. I don't think it's quite as bad today, but it's still really, really bad. <clears throat> where they have import taxes that are completely ludicrous. Like 60% taxes on anything that isn't manufactured in Brazil. And it, that's their that's their economic strategy. 
They want things to be made in their country, right? To be self-sufficient, and you know they think that gives them jobs and all that stuff. Not here to debate that point, but uh, so that's why a lot of these other consoles either didn't try in Brazil because it was just too expensive. You know, their console might be, you know, two hundred dollars in the states, but it'd be five or six hundred dollars in Brazil. The you know the equivalent. <clears throat> and it would just made it a a not uh, uh, worthwhile venture to make a new SKU to ship all these things to Brazil because th- there was no profit in it. So I Tech get- Toy was like, okay, we're gonna if we if we do this stuff here because Tech Toy was a Brazilian company, and if we do this stuff here, we won't have to pay those import taxes, <clears throat> and we can we can do this on the cheap. So they went to Sega and they were like, "Listen, let's let's hook up. Well, you know, we'll we'll manufacture some of this stuff here, sell it. We'll be good to go. Everybody will be happy." And Sega was like, "No, like we don't trust you because they tried to do the same thing for Tonka, like Tonka toys, and it was a disaster. Like they didn't sell well at all." So uh, Tech Toys said, "Okay, let's take a step back. Let's get this uh, zapper called the Zillion." That Sega made. It was a toy. It was a laser gun tag. <clears throat> or a laser tag gun. And they were like, alright, let's try manufacturing this over here. Let's see how it goes. And it, it did awesome. It was a big seller. And it gave Sega the confidence to give them a chance with the Master System. And at, for the rest is history, as they say. Because they took the ball and ran with it to an extreme extreme uh, uh, resolution where they, like you said, captured 80% of the market one time, and they were smart about it. They put a lot of money in advertisement, uh, which no one ever did in Brazil, especially for game consoles. None of the other big players were doing that kind of thing. And they, like you also mentioned, they would sell uh, consoles with no cartridge slot to save on production, have it with X amount of games, you know, 20 was usually was usually where they would go with. And they could sell these on the cheap. And they did more than that, just that, Aaron. They, I mean, yes, they did a lot of the budget stuff, and that's where they had their big success and their big money. <clears throat> but they also tried to do right by the Brazilian people. Uh, nothing got online, you know, this early, early 90s. Nothing got online. So they made an adapter where you could use the Genesis to attach to uh internet to get your email. Huh. No and that was a yeah, that was a big deal. And they actually expanded on that later uh to where you could sort of play two player games over a Sega net type of deal. And it wasn't wildly popular, but it was more popular than than anywhere else in the world that did it. Especially on these old, old systems, you know, that was unheard of. They also did a lot of translations they took uh the time and effort they did even a few voice uh dubs on games like uh shining in the darkness and riven uh that came out on later consoles where they put in portuguese voices and that it was an effort that they put forth that really got them the edge to the point where sega just stopped saying no Anything that they proposed to do, they were allowed to do because Sega had so much faith 
in what they knew of the Brazilian market and how they were proving themselves over and over. That's not something you get from a lot of companies. I mean, Sega, especially in the later years, was a lot more lenient on stuff. But this was back when they were still a pretty big player. So it's an impressive feat. And it's not like uh, it's not like Tech Toy was a small company. They had been uh, pretty doing incredibly well. Uh, they restructured in the late '90s, and they're still out there doing stuff today. So. Kudos to them to being a, a team player, supporting the community as they did. They're a, a very beloved company in Brazil. And it, from everything I read and everything I saw about them, uh, it's it's well justified. They all give a lot of jobs, and they do a, a lot of good for the community. Now, <clears throat> just to add to this, don't think that they're the top console uh, now in 2022 uh, because that goes to... Microsoft, who also does all of their manufacturing and distributing inside of Brazil to avoid those taxes. And, of course, they're the the dominant market now. Their budget uh, offerings are still Tech Toys' bread and butter. You know, they're still, that's what they're doing. And Microsoft's probably never going to touch that. But... The 360 and, and consoles like that have come out in Brazil and done very well because of Microsoft's influence. I like I like when you hear stories about these companies, these local companies that that go in and try this kind of stuff. Yeah, you get you get this a lot in computers as well, especially like uh, you hear about all the time clone systems and whatnot. But of course, this is all all above board. I did find it amusing that Tech Toy. Uh, doesn't doesn't make toys and hasn't made them for a long time because they weren't making any money. So they were, <laughs> got toy in their name. They don't really do toys. I guess unless you count the well, they the, they the, do the consoles. They do. No, they well, they do electronic toys. They do electronic toys. They don't do any conventional toys. I also read that they uh, aside from uh, moving stuff around Brazil, they also distributed some of these things in uh, around like Argentina, uh, Uruguay, yes. uh, Portugal. Uh, Por- Portugal, uh, Greece also imported some of these. So they actually uh, expanded a little bit. They also are working in uh, Chile. Uh, and so they've got, they've moved uh, their stuff around in South America. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, you don't and hear, over in Europe. Like you, you don't said. hear much about the South America market when it comes to video games. I mean, this is, and really when you hear about it, this is one of the topics you always hear about is the, how the master system was a bigger deal down there. But I mean, they're, the uh, uh, Brazil and a lot and the South American countries. I mean, they're they're just like any place else. They've got a they've got a hunger for games. And, and granted, Brazil the way they've got it set up is it's different. You know the the way you have to distribute down there. Yeah. But it, what it does do is it allows for these sorts of things. A, a local company to come <laughs> in and 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 uh, get these rights and make the money for them. So not too bad. Uh, the uh, you know I looked around to see exactly how many exclusive Brazilian games there were. Now, I've seen different numbers. Uh, most of the lists I saw ha- are have 22 games. Yeah, that's what uh, I saw. But I've seen people claim there's a, that there's a 30 or more. Uh, so it's hard to say. Just a couple of the notable games. And I noticed uh, the Brits, I looked through a lot of these games. A lot of the games that were Brazil exclusives were, were basically... Uh, Game Gear titles that got uh, almost got all, almost all down, yeah, yeah, uh, and and also there's uh, some you know some real low end garbage, but just a just a couple of names that we might recognize. 
one of them was Virtual Fighter Animation, which is uh, really uh, uh, based on that sort of 2D Virtual Fighter they attempted on the uh, the Genesis. I don't know if you ever played that. Yeah. It's it sucked. I hated that game. Uh, there's a game called Mickey's Ultimate Challenge. There was a ton of of uh, Disney games that got ported. Uh, uh, there were several Mickey Mouse games. Uh, Ariel the Little Mermaid was one of the ones that got ported down there. The uh, Taz, lots of cartoon care stuff for kids. Disney's Bonkers was one. Then there's a couple real oddball ones on here that you wouldn't expect. Uh, so, so like uh, uh, Mortal Kombat Three is one that comes to mind, which is uh, uh I don't know if you tried this. Uh, it's not so good. Uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Uh, the Street Fighter 2 visually is way more impressive. Yeah, and I've got a little story on that too. They uh when they tried to get Capcom to allow them to make Street Fighter 2, they brought in a, a few higher ups and said, "Hey, look, this this is what we're doing. We want to put this, you know, we've got this running on your hardware. Like are are we allowed to do this?" And they were like, "Man, I don't know. That doesn't look so great for a uh <laughs> Uh, a 16-bit system. They're yeah. like, no, no, no. This is Master System, man. And they're like, oh, well, that looks fantastic. Green light approved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's probably, would you say that's the most heralded of the, uh, of the, uh, of the exclusives would be the, uh, uh the no, probably the Mickey game. Uh, they had a Mickey game that they released on the Master System that was over the top good. And it, it played well, and it looked great. Um, there were a few Mickey games, but it was it was the last one they released. Man, the name just fails me right now. But it was uh, uh, incredible. Was it, uh, Legend of Illusion is that the one? No, it's the other one. There's the other one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me look here. A uh, Mickey's Ultimate Challenge. I, I yeah, I think that's no. Honestly, I don't remember. But the the <laughs> thing about Street Fighter is, although it looked great. And I don't know if you played it. It plays really not good. Yeah, I have played um, that. Yeah, I tried some of these know, out. It's still impressive that they tried. <laughs> I'll tell you one, and I almost picked this, but one of the games that I didn't realize had gotten a port was straight off the old Amiga uh, called Fire and Ice. It got a port over. I was surprised yep. to see that on there. Uh, uh, also, Battle Toads got a port. I was surprised to well, see that on there. Yeah, I, not Battle Toads, Battle Battle Maniacs or Battle Aniacs or something. Yeah, there was an there was an X Men game, so they got they got some interesting ports. <laughs> but again, the, this isn't some, and these are highly collectible. I guess without saying, the problem is uh, they're it's because they're limited numbers. But the problem is they're not for the most part they're not anything you're going to want to play that you can't play already on your Game Gear. I mean they right. or or just on better. I mean, it. I mean, we're looking at Mortal Kombat three on the screen right now. I mean, if you're looking at this, it's exactly what you would expect. It just it kind of, you know, and, it's, and it's as good as it's going to get, I guess, in a master. System. One other thing to mention, Aaron, I think where we're seeing the discrepancies in the exclusive keyword yeah. is a lot of games they ported over, but then changed the names to make them more relevant for the Brazilian market. So uh, is that an exclusive and eh, not really? Yeah, they would they would actually localize stuff and put the more local characters in to take the place right. of the hero and stuff. I don't think that I don't really count those. Right. Uh, I think but I think that's where the list discrepancy. Yeah, you know, some people say 20, some people say 30. 
Come press co- the compilations that are, that will get in there as well. Right. Uh, so still, uh, you know, I'll, I've got a Game Gear, you know, and of course, they always said that the Game Gear was basically the master system you could take with you. I mean, that which that's more or less the same. You're in the same ballpark there. And sure. so uh, it wouldn't. It's not terribly surprising. It's not the first time that stuff's been kind of ported over from the uh, from the Game Gear. And hey, listen, if you don't have a Game Gear and you want to play some of this stuff, uh, that's the it's it, it's a lucky break that they actually did that. So it's nice to see that some country. I mean, that's a, if you think about it, twenty to thirty exclusives, pretty good. You know, all things considered. So if you're in Brazil, you're doing pretty good. They did you pretty good on the old uh, on the old Master System. Absolutely. But with all that said, uh, the Brent. Uh, we were tasked with coming up with a couple of games. I'll be honest with you, I looked over the list quite a bit, man, to try to determine what I wanted to play. I'll go ahead, and I guess I'll go ahead and lead the dance uh, this time around. So I really did. I, I, I'm not going to say I struggled, but I it, <clears throat> I picked a couple games and then I jettisoned them. And I wasn't going to take, <laughs> I wasn't going to, I wanted to play something I hadn't played before, you know? Sure. But something that, that I could get into. And so I made the choice and, and prepare for the butchering to begin of, of of the of the Portuguese as I try to and I, I try to say the name of this game over and over. But the game I picked, the Brent, was uh, Firas Frustradas do pick a pow. All right, I'm sure that's dead on to uh, to in, in the language, uh, Brent. Uh, this right here is what you call the old Woody Woodpecker game. Yeah. Now this is a game that features Woody Woodpecker. Now, super famous in if, Brazil, by the if way. If you're not, yeah. Well, he's pretty famous everywhere. Well, and, yeah, I mean, but he's a huge character in Brazil. So, just to, before we get into the game proper, I like to have a quick look at this famous uh, cartoon character uh, and and comic book character Woody Woodpecker, uh, who started uh, his. Uh, uh, career life whatever you want to say in in, uh, in 1940 uh he was a, a an animated character that would appear you know in, in before actual films uh in universal and he was a guy that was put together by a fellow named walter lon's studios it was walter lon's that did him and you've got a lot of uh, uh people that probably know who he is but I mean, he's sort of fallen out of favor over the last few years in the states you still hear about him occasionally uh woody woodpecker is a uh, is a bird. It's a, he's just. I mean, in the old cartoons, he was just like this, sort of like a almost like Daffy Duck. In, in fact, uh, it, very similar. Uh, but he was just sort of crazy, chaotic guy that just caused trouble. And he would, much like Zorro, he had the weapon. He'd peck you on the hiney with his uh, with his with his uh, beak. That was his gimmick. And he's a woodpecker, so he would take his beak and he would peck through stuff. You know, that's what he did. Um, he, uh, the guy that came up that drew him was Ben Hardaway. Uh, he had done the groundwork for Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. So you can sort of see where they went with him. And Woody sort of changed his look over the years to be from, he actually got kind of slick looking. At the beginning, he looked much more insane. You know, uh, he was, he was out of his mind. He's been around for a long time. He's been very popular. Uh, he's, uh, he was all over the place in cartoons. Universal used to use him all the time. And really into the 70s, they used uh, Woody Woodpecker cartoons. They also produced new cartoons for him. I didn't realize this, Brent. Uh, he was in a cartoon that aired in uh, 1999 to 2002 with Billy West being the voice of Woody Woodpecker. And I believe Willie, uh, Billy West is the guy from Futurama. And he that plus Fry yeah. and a bunch of other ones. So he's a pretty pretty uh, well-known voice Not actor. Not Fry, but yeah. Get this. 
I didn't know this either. I must have this must have flown out of the radar. Uh, in 2017, there was a live action Woody Woodpecker movie. It was released uh, in the theaters in Latin America. I'm guessing we didn't get to see this, and it was just in direct video in other territories. Maybe that's us. So they at some point you could have seen a CGI Woody Woodpecker, which I <laughs> I don't know if I want to see that or not. To be completely honest with you, uh, Woody has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is wacky. Uh, he also famously was one of the cartoon characters that was involved in the Roger Rabbit like super cartoon convention that they had for that movie. Yeah. I didn't know this, Brent. Woody Woodpecker is the official mascot of Universal Studios. I had no idea. So that shows you what kind of jack he's mm. got. Uh, all the theme parks have him, and he's popular all over the world. So who knew? Uh, Woody's been in more games than you would have anticipated, I have to say. And some of these I question. I'm, I, I've got a, a small list here. So get this one. This is the one that really, there's, they've got it listed. Woody Woodpecker, number one, number two, and number three from 1994 for the 3DO. So I don't know if that means they had three different games on 3D for Woody Woodpecker. I don't know what was going on. Of course, there's the ah. one we're playing today, Woody Woodpecker Racing. That doesn't make any sense. That came out for the PlayStation PC and Game Boy Color. Woody Woodpecker Escape from Buzzard, uh, Buzz Buzzard Park. Uh, for the this came out with a PS2 Game Boy, uh, Universal Studios Theme Park Adventure, Woody Woodpecker and Crazy Castles Five. Then you've got some mobile phone games with him in it, uh, and then including one called Water Fools. And then you've got an iOS game as well. Apparently, there was also an, a television game in the works, uh, but it was never completed. So there you go. And also, according to the wiki, he's heavily featured in Pachinko Machines. So this guy's all over the place. It's funny how these old American cartoon characters turn up in other countries. You know what I'm saying? You do see that occasionally. I don't know the last time I saw Woody Woodpecker on TV, uh, Brent. Have you, do you recall seeing him any time in the, re in the past 10 oh, years? Oh, no. No, I definitely don't. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So with all that said, Brazil, big fans, like you said. And so he had to get him some, and he did. And he is in this game, one of the Brazilian exclusives. Now, just because you show up in a game and it's a Brazilian exclusive <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a fun game. I can tell you that right now because this game uh, uh, is tough. In case you're wondering, uh, Ferias uh, Frustradas do pick a pile is uh, Portuguese, and somehow this translates to Woody Woodpecker's frustrated vacations. Now that's an apt title. It is. <laughs> To say this is frustrating would be an understatement. Uh, so this game, uh, <laughs> this game, as far as I could tell, I saw two debut dates for this game uh, on on the thing, and it was it's sort of all over the map. Some of these dates are kind of hard to figure out, but uh, we're going to go with December of, of '96 uh, on this one. It's a 2D scrolling platformer, uh, and of course, it's done by uh, Tech Tech Toy, published and developed. Uh, by Tech Toy out of uh, Palo Alto, uh, uh, Brazil. Now, and I, I could go through the people that worked on this, but I, I mean, you talk about name butchering. We're just going to say it was worked on by a team from Tech Toy. I'm sure they worked on a lot of these <laughs> games. I mean, I don't want to insult these guys. I mean, because th these these names are real tough. Uh, so you play as Woody Woodpecker at the beginning of the game. There's a little there's a cut scene 
uh, where Woody and his buddies are traveling in a car, okay? And uh, Woody gets out, he takes a photo, and then they all disappear. Now, this is all, this all has no words, thank God. And then a letter comes down. Now, I don't know what the letter says, but I can tell you what they tell me it says. It said that Buzz Buzzard, uh, which is one of Woody's nemesis. Uh, now, again, I don't. Are you familiar with the uh, the uh, Rogues Gallery of the Woody Woodpecker? Are all his buddies? I, uh, yeah, yeah, you like, are. Uh, yeah. Do you uh, know that from watching the show, or how do you know yes. that? You're yeah. kidding me. Because Woody Woodpecker had a Woody Woodpecker and Friends type of uh, right. You watch uh, that? Yeah. Well, good. Maybe you could shed some light on some of this stuff. I mean, I remember a couple of these guys. Uh, Buzz Buzzard kidnapped Woody's pals. Yeah. All right. Amongst Family them, and friends. The ones yeah. I recognized were, I think Chili Willie was in there, yeah. right? And Andy Panda. I remember Those are yeah. the two I remembered. The rest of them, like there's a little girl woodpecker, I think, and there's a, uh, there's some other stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's his family. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I think there's a bunny, maybe, that's in there as well. So you take on the role of Woody Woodpecker, going through these uh, levels to try to rescue your uh, family and friends, and each level you'll come across one. So uh, this thing has basically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine levels if you count the bonus levels. Now Woody's Woody's a woodpecker, obviously. So what is what can he do? Right, woodpeckers are birds, okay? And so you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, Woody Woodpecker's a bird. Why is he in a platform game? Well, the correct answer is shut up. That's why. Just <laughs> because he just is. You know, he he cannot fly in this game, except for the levels where he does fly, which we'll get to. Because inexplicably, he kind of goes back and forth. Or uses a jetpack. Yeah, well, no, not in this game. That's only on the that's only on the Genesis version. Yeah. <laughs> so this game, I'm gonna the first level you start off. And is what I like to call the forest level. This is a level of platforms where you just run around, and it's the 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 way this game is set up is in a it's almost like a platforming maze. You run along these platforms, and you can't see it scrolls, and you can't see where the platforms go. And so sometimes the platforms are just standard platforms, like in a, like a any old platform game. Sometimes they split them up. And you'll run all the way across the platform and find out it's a dead end. Yeah. And that means you got to run all the way back. Sometimes when you get to the end of these things, there'll be a like a goodie. You know what I'm saying? There'll be like an extra man or a money bag. And sometimes there won't be jack squat. Uh, so once you come back along, a lot of times they've positioned these platforms to be as frustratingly difficult as humanly possible. Because one thing you're going to realize pretty quick into the game is Woody Woodpecker controls like garbage. Yeah, I mean, this guy, it's like uh, someone put a uh, put a pair of legs on an anvil and said, go jump around. I mean, he, he's, he, he, he's uncontrollable in almost every way. And, and that which, let's cut to the chase. The game's crap, and that's the main reason why, but that's not the only reason. Woody controls like crap, all right? So yep. there you go. Uh, he, he, his jumping is bizarre. It's hard to control where he's going. It's you have to sort of anticipate where you're going when you jump, and not in a good way. Uh, this is an inexcusable control setup for a game like this. I mean, you can't have a platform game, and by the way, it requires pinpoint accuracy many, many times in the game. 
you can't have that in a game like this and have the controls let you down. So just full disclosure, that part's horrible. Also, Woody's weapon, his, his uh, I keep trying to keep this G-rated, Brent, so we're going to go with his beak, even though he's Woody Woodpecker. Uh, his beak is your, you beak guys. You give them the old beak job right there. You, you hit them with your beak, stab them, okay? Well, that stinks too. It's hard to hit guys. The the uh the the hit boxes on these enemies are preposterous. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it don't work. Yeah. I, who knows why? Uh when you jump up in the air, you could come down with your beak and like a stabbing downward, like a lawn dart. Yeah. That doesn't always work either. It seems like that would be awesome. It's not. It doesn't work that good. So on something else on the on a lot of these levels, aside from the fact that a lot of them are dead ends. You're going to see this weird situation where you'll see levels in, you'll see platforms in front of the levels. Okay. And you're thinking to yourself, what is that? Well, in some areas, you can get like under the level you're on to like another level that's down there to get like bonuses. Sometimes you have to do it, but you don't always know how and you don't always know how to get there. And, and this game violates its own rules. Sometimes you can pass through an area and get the places, and sometimes you can't. And there's really no re- there's no way to figure out how, I mean, did you figure out any rhyme or reason that <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the darkest thing? I mean, it, they didn't need to do that. To, I mean, it was already hard enough. Uh, it was just bizarre that the, the way they did it. Also, I hope you like uh, Woody's uh, theme, because you're going to hear it a lot. Yeah, it plays Woody's theme. The, the the whole time, and it's not good. I mean, it's you talk about hitting some sour notes in there. I could probably excuse it if you heard it like once or twice, but I mean, it's it just plays forever. When you get a, something good that Woody likes, it it'll, it'll go like a real quick one. Like because when Woody laughs, that's his little gimmick. You know, I'm not going to try to recreate the Woody Woodpecker laugh, but you know what I mean. Uh, it's uh, that's his thing. So these levels have boss fights. At the, most of them do. Uh, the first level, the forest level, you you fight this bear. There's a bear. Do you know who this bear is, Brant, perchance? I, I don't recall. Well, he's no. got a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's a pop gun. He's pop gun. Oh, is it? It looks like a yeah. shotgun to me. No, and it's a pop gun. Sh- and he's shooting it at your guy. So in between, uh, the guy's running back and forth between two trees. And in the trees, there are uh, squirrels. And what you got to do is you got to go up and peck the squirrels upside the head. And they'll throw an acorn and whack this bear. And if you do that enough times, you beat him. Uh, these squirrels are well, also once you once you whack him with the acorn, then you can you can uh, peck him stunned, and do extra yeah. damage. And so what uh, these? Uh, by the way, the squirrels are all over the level. This level is basically uh, squirrels do- and some dogs, stuff like that. And these and these weird birds that fly out of nowhere. I mean, the level is difficult. I can tell you with full disclosure. I never illegally made it past the first level. Did you get past the first level, Brent? <laughs> oh, to be no, honest. No, okay. No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> I went. I went to this whole game, and so I'm going to talk about some of these other levels. Okay, I just I am. So the next level, after every level, you rescue a buddy, right? So on this level, you rescue the Andy Panda. Then you've got to go to this level, and this is an, a level that's an indoors level, and you're yeah. running back and forth in this building that has these doors that will can you know it's sort of like the old uh, gimmick where you come in one door and come out the other the cartoons this is the same thing in this and eventually you can come to a door that will let you go up to the next floor 
until you get through this house. This was an infuriating level with jumping mouse, and the mouse was almost impossible to kill because they ju- they were tiny and they jumped around horrible. Uh, and I hated that. The, at the end of this one, uh, the Brent, maybe you can identify this guy. It's an old dude with a rolling pin, and you pop up in barrels behind him and peck him in, in his butt. That's what you do. That's what you do. So I don't know. You got me, but that's what you do. The next level is sort of like three levels, right? It's the snow level. There's one part of the snow level is just platforming, except there's these ski lifts you can get on that take you that will move you up. But it's real kind of boring. And then there's a uh, an area where you have to climb up this mountain. At the final part of it, you get to slide down a hill, uh, and you fight a polar bear. And the polar bear boss is just like the first boss. Basically, there's two trees. You peck the tree. The whole the, and the, this bear has a target tattooed on his butt. So there's nothing left to the imagination. They've literally he's got a he's got like the old uh, target on there. And this one, you rescue Chili Willy. Then you come to the first bonus stage, and this is where I got real infuriated with the Brent because I've been going through this game cheating, of course. But I've been going through the game, and all of a sudden on the bonus levels, Woody can just fly. He flies the whole time. And you're met with these three hover fly too, yeah, like he, a hummingbird. You're met with these, even... <laughs> these three guys that were th- there. Three of the bosses that you fight, and they throw stuff at you, and you try to catch the good stuff they throw and avoid. And I don't know why they would throw good stuff. By the way, they throw anvils, uh, they throw uh, bricks, uh, they throw chunks of wood, and they also throw extra lives and money bags. Which I don't. I guess they're desperately trying to kill you with money. That's the way I want to go. <laughs> Uh, there's two of these levels in the game. They're both identical, as far as I can tell. So then you get to, and this is the, when you're thinking to yourself, this is a Woody Woodpecker game, what's it need? It's got to have a water level. What else? So this level starts off with Woody Woodpecker on a speedboat, which that, <laughs> okay, what the heck? Then there's a there's my favorite part, the underwater cave swimming, but they don't render water. So it looks like Woody is just, is just swimming in this black void, you know, avoiding crap. Stuff horrible. It's horrible. And then, and the end boss in this is a is a alligator on some, and you fight him on these lily pads. Guess what you do to him? You poke him in the butt with your beak. This sounds like it's a one trick bird here. Another bonus level. Then to you're be on fair, another, that's pretty in, on par with the show. Yeah. Then there's another forest level because we were asking for that. At the end of this, there's no boss. The, but the little woodpecker, the little version of Woody, is on like a spit. I guess I was going to cook him, and you go yeah. rescue him. And then finally, there's another indoor level, except they replace doors with barrels in this one, and you're bouncing out of the barrels. Exact same crap as the second level. And then finally, you fight the buzzard. This part here was pretty abstract. I didn't get past this, obviously. I got to it where because I cheated. Uh, you have to shoot yourself out of a cannon to and, and to stab the buzzard. The problem is you don't actually go into the cannon. You just sort of get beside the cannon and then sort of fire out the cannon, but you're not real. It, it looks bad. It looks real bad. And then if you're stupid enough to play the game that long, uh, the Brent, uh, you, can, uh, you get to see the horrible ending of this game, which is a still shot of a, of a shadowy car that's I guess is driving off, but the car doesn't move and the scene doesn't change, and but the car's wheels go up and down. So I don't know. <laughs> it's like the laziest ending screen and just the credits roll. They knew no one was ever going to see it. They so. were, 
boy, you ain't kidding there. <laughs> that was a fact. I rambled on about this game for a while. What did you think of this uh, of this, uh, this game? Let's just say game. Be nice. It's very pretty. It, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, the graphics on this are really impressive. If, uh, if you were a kid and you liked Woody Woodpecker and you saw this in the store, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the game to get. Yeah. And, uh, and there was a Genesis uh, game, like a release of this, that it looks even better. I don't know well, if it course. plays better, but I didn't play it. I couldn't stop it uh, bad. But here's the problem. Uh, like you said, the game is absolutely unplayable. Yeah. Woody has both... It, it's not an animation, but he has a, a run-up to jumping and then a slide when you land but they're not like animated it just is and they're not real consistent either no (laughs) you your jump is dependent on how fast you're running and you can kind of double tap to get a little more of a speed boost and the running animation is actually real funny and and very on par with the character that's something else i had trouble consistently getting to work was getting him to run Oh, no, running, I actually was, I, I felt pretty confident. I could do that pretty much on command, uh, but I was playing on the keyboard, too. Also, you could die instantly when doing that. That's so, the, best- uh, <coughs> the, the the platforming on this, which is the, the meat and potatoes of the game, the core of the game, is just abysmal. Uh, the, the stages are basically nonsensical. They're just platforms wherever they want to have platforms, and uh, uh, whenever they want to just end a row that you're walking on it will just end or there'll be a wall and you have to go back horrible the, the, the level design. design it's almost like they hate you i mean, I, mean yeah. I, I think there's a certain amount of they don't care but i mean these games where you could go down a wrong path and then you and, and, and this isn't like you travel three or four steps i mean you're you get down there for like a, a good while and then it's a dead end you're just like yeah. you have to go all the way back it's like oh god oh we should mention uh, when you die they start you over that's always fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there's there you do have hit points in the game. You have a life meter, except if you fall in a hole, you're just dead. Yeah. Um. That's that's how you'll die most of the time. And all it, it will be. It yeah. will be. The enemies in the game, uh, uh, they're actually most of them are really well animated. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and that's what's kind of confusing and annoying about the game is the potential is there if they would tighten up the controls, uh, and work on the level design, which I know is, you know, 50% of a game. Even if they just they tightened would... up the controls, they could, I mean, the level design is is no good. But, I mean, yeah. if they tighten the controls, you could at least feel like you're not getting screwed, you know, every time you do anything. That's the problem. Because you're right, the graphically, there's nothing wrong with this game graphically. I mean, Absolutely the end not. screen is horrible. But, well, I mean, I it's mean... not bad. It's just, and, and the sound, they could have, I mean, I, I wouldn't have had the tune run the entire time. But that happens. But it's just the control of this character. It's so horrible. Yeah. And for a platformer, that needs to be your number one concern, not your last concern. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So, do I think Do I think this is a uh, an abomination to gaming in general? Yes, I do. Uh, it's unfortunate that the game has such good box appeal and such poor play. Uh, it... It seriously almost seems bait and switchy. But, you know, I've flipped through a lot of these Tech Toy exclusives. Um, and 
this this seems to be the running theme. Uh, they can usually make a game that looks pretty decent. Uh, sometimes even sounds pretty good, but the gameplay on almost all of them is 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 horrible. Uh, and it's just I don't know if they didn't have a fundamental understanding of the controls. Now I know a lot, and I mean like eighty five percent or more of these were ports from uh, Game Gear games. Uh, and I don't know if they just fed them into a system, you know, and translate it and called it a day, or if they went in and tried to fine tune stuff after the fact, but I can't imagine trying to play this on a game gear. It would yeah. be, it would be <laughs> yeah. absolutely sinful. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's... this, I don't think this, I don't think this was a game gear portal. This only came out in the Genesis and the exclusive master system so this is when they actually produce for the master system yeah i think you actually are correct in that oh yeah uh, there's but, no way you, can, <laughs> you can't play this on the master system what chance yeah. would the game gear have so it's it's very unfortunate because woody's a is a fun character yeah you can actually do a lot with them and i don't think they did enough i i don't i don't fault them for that though <clears throat> because like the stage variety and enemy variety top tier top tier now, do the levels suck? Yeah, about top tier. Come no, on. they're top tier. Come on, you they reuse ski. two levels and bosses. They really they, it they doesn't reuse. matter. You it go does. Ski, That's not top tier. You go, you go uh, motorboating. You go swimming in caves. You're in a forest. Does this look like swimming to you? It looks yes. like an idiot flailing in the night. No, he's in like. a cave. No, no, that's come on, Aaron. If you're gonna find, uh, there's plenty to find flaw in this game. Let, let him have this one, man. No, I won't. I don't think this is top tier anything. I don't agree. Uh, got, no, I think there are several levels that are identical to other levels with a different coat of paint. No, I'm not no, buying it. There's I'm not, only I, two of them. I went through every level. I know what they I are. Know. I watched the whole playthrough of it. Horrible. So I, uh, because it, it, and the reason why I watch playthroughs is because I literally could not get off the first level. Oh uh, yeah, it's impossible. And, that and I'm a pretty good gamer, I feel. And uh, uh, the slowdown and herky jerkiness of this, on top of everything else, on top of everything else, uh, it's just an unplayable experience. I believe, Aaron, we had a Discord review on this. Yep, do you have that pulled had, up? I do. We had one poor unfortunate soul that gave this world our buddy Pajaco uh, he writes Frerius frustratus do pikupaku at the first sight this looks like a great Woody Woodpecker game nice simple cartoon like graphics and jaunty tune then you start trying to control the game oh my word this game is bad Woody moves like he is walking through molasses pecking enemies is tricky and you can be hit by enemies after you have killed them I forgot to mention that the level design is lazy, and the whole thing feels phoned in. My wife was laughing at how angry I got playing this. <laughs> at least she got a laugh. It is so bad that I genuinely thought my controller was acting up. I gave up on the second house level, having to use save states to even get that far. I'm stunned that you did that. Frustrated Woodpecker Vacations is the English translation of the name. Frustrated is certainly the word I would use to describe this game. Two out of ten. One for the graphics and one because you can turn it off. Yeah, that's a burial. It's <laughs> a burial. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. <laughs> I, yeah, believe it or not, I actually found uh, a, a review of this game. Uh, this actually did get reviewed. I'm sure there were more than one because being Brazilian, it was not the easiest thing to find. 
uh, a game. Guess what? They didn't like it. Newsflash. Burial. The, the reviewers did not like it. They said it's not the worst game out there, uh, but it's pretty it tried. much. Yeah. <laughs> but only buy this unless you're trying to get a complete collection. Uh, they say it's no. it's got some of the worst controls ever programmed. They gave it a 5 out of 10. This was Sega8bit.com. I looked this up on the eBay, if you're feeling froggy. All these are selling from Brazil. So these are coming, all these prices. I didn't see anything domestic. Uh, I found one going for $150. Uh, I found a $450, your best offer. And a sealed copy of this, the Brent, $400 or best offer. This may surprise you, but none of these have sold recently. (laughs) So there you go. My look at this horrible woodpecker game. I apologize. I did the best I could with given the situation. Now, with all that said, the Brent, you too were tasked with coming up with a winner out of this collection of 22 to 30 games. What do you have? I pulled something that I thought was exclusive, and boy, was I wrong. Uh, it was only released on the Master System uh, in Brazil, which does qualify it for the category. However, this game was wildly popular and released on tons of things I didn't know about at the time. Mm. We will be taking a look at Baku Baku Animal. Yes. Now, Aaron, before we get too deep into the gameplay, let's talk about uh, the history of Baku Baku Animal. Okay. This was originally released in the Japanese arcades, 1995, which is mind-boggling. It was... uh, Incredibly popular. It, it was the 11th most profitable game the month it was released, which <laughs> in Japan during this time is actually saying something. Yeah. Um, it was also uh, highly touted throughout all of gaming. For example, it was runner-up to Puzzle Game of the Year. It was uh, runner-up to Handheld Game of the Year. Is this in Japan? Also- no, this is uh, uh, everywhere. These are our and which domestic... system are we talking about here? When you're uh, not certainly not the Sega Master System. No, for uh, for example, uh, the Saturn is where it got Puzzle Game of the Year. I see. Uh, the Game Gear it was runner up for Handheld of the Year uh, in 1996. It it was runner up to Best Trivia or Puzzle Game of the Year uh, in in. Uh, Computer Gaming World in 1996. It was Classic Puzzle Game of the Year. Uh, It was also ranked in 1997 by PC Gamer UK Edition as the 72nd best game of all time. Wow. High praise. High praise from the uh, written media. So you're thinking to yourself, what the heck? Why have I never heard of this before? Yeah, that's, least, what I was that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, this is also noted as something else very special, Aaron. This was the first game that Sega released as their PC titles. Uh, this was when Sega was trying to expand in 1996. This came out for Windows 95, which is okay. Sure. Why not? Uh, it also released on the Sega Game Gear in 96. Uh, the Master System, of course, is which is the one we're looking at. And in 2002, it came out again as a mobile phone game. 
So this game has tons and tons of pedigree. So what is Baku Baku Animal? It is a crazy puzzle game with those weird rubbery CGI graphics. What do you call those, Aaron? Does those have a name? Uh, like, the, like the box art, for example. Kind of, I don't know, man. I don't, yeah, I don't it, know what that is. It's the box art's pretty trippy. I don't know what yeah, that it, is. It, it's got the the like big, over exaggerated CGI bubble type uh, graphics for the like the main characters and the cutscenes uh, done on the master system. So they they look extra say, they don't, they don't, I mean, technically everything on here is CGI, right? <laughs> it's well, generated by computers. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so in Baku Baku Animal, it is a, a tile-dropping game. Tiles drop down in pairs. And, and you have two sets of items. You either have food or you have an animal. And each animal corresponds with a type of food. For an example, if you have a rabbit head on your tile, if you pair him up with a carrot, he will eat the carrot, and both those tiles will go away. You also have a panda that eats bamboo. You have a monkey that eats bananas. And you have a dog that eats bones. So your goal is to uh, pair up these symbols, try to commit, you know, do combos, that sort of thing, where uh, food items will fall onto other animals' heads that are corresponding with them. They eat them, and you get a collect the bonuses uh, the more you do in a row or the more tiles you have it will transfer uh tiles to your opponent now when this was actually released in the arcade aaron uh, and all the other versions except for the game gear version this was a two-player game in fact i think the game gear version was also a two-player game um but in the master system release the two-player element was completely removed now you can only go through a story mode or an endless mode uh, oh, where you send your garbage tiles over to a computer player. And it actually has a small computer screen in the corner to see, to you can kind of monitor their progress and what they're doing. Uh, I play a lot of puzzle games. And uh, this is sort of like... Uh, for those who have played the the Street Fighter puzzle uh, puzzle game, it's sort of like puzzle that. fighter. Yes, that's it. Thank you. I never uh, liked that game. It's sort of uh, uh, that sort of concept, but with animal heads and, and and food. The story on this game, Aaron, is 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 pretty different. We'll say uh, you are a young girl who wants to get a job in a zoo and to well, sort of well it's a i'm contest. sorry not to a zoo you're skipping the a... best part of the whole game you're gonna skip that intro did you watch it with the king and all that stuff oh yeah yeah that's, 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 it's a that's contest it's a contest it's a it's a contest to see who could win the right to be the zookeeper for the for the king's daughter to the princess right yeah and, and to prove your worth you have to beat uh, an ever-increasing difficulty of computer opponents until you finally get to the king and you prove yourself to his uh, court of uh, uh, assistants 
and the queen, and finally the princess herself, to win the day and to find out that you actually don't want to become a zookeeper. So, so I, did you play all Spoiler. the way through this, Aaron? No, I didn't get that far. Oh, okay. I actually played this from beginning to end. I beat the game on normal. Uh-huh. It's like uh, nine stages, I believe. Oh, I, I was kind of close funny. then. I didn't realize I got that close. Who? What? Do you know what character you ended on? What enemy? No. I Were you inside the castle? Yeah, I was in the castle. Okay. Uh, inside the castle, you fight four people. Yeah. So, the the story does not take itself seriously to the point where uh, there's a practice mode, and if you play the practice mode, you you the story kind of goes from there. Like, oh, you know, we're wanting to be the the new zookeeper, and when you play the main game you actually fight someone that you fought in the practice mode. And and the your the main character, your girl, doesn't want to fight him. It's like, look, man, I've already beat you. That I don't should, I shouldn't have to fight you again. And he's like, no, no, no. I've been practicing. I'm better now. So it's very tongue-in-cheek, uh, over-the-top type of nonsensical stuff. The king <coughs> talks about how his his daughter is, you know, so needy and doesn't understand stuff. And when the the councilman that is the assistant to the king uh, is kind of like, oh yeah, she's spoiled. The king gets real mad. It, it's that kind of cheesiness. Yeah. The gameplay of this, you flip tiles, you build up combos, and the sticking point is you can't get rid of the heads unless you have food, right? But only one, only food that is touching a head will go away. So if you have three heads and you have one piece of food that corresponds with those heads and you drop it on one, one head will go away and the food will go away and you're left with two heads. That's kind of the puzzly, <laughs> what are you going to do about all these extra head mechanic that the game really strives for? Um, I found this incredibly entertaining. I thought it played well enough. It has some... I experienced some slowdown in some places, and I'm not sure if that was due to the emulation or due to the game itself, but I do know a lot of these games that were pulled from Game Gear source code uh, had these speed-up and slowdowns. I don't know if it's just something to do with the programming or the processing, but I know on real-life hardware, this was an issue. Uh, But it was never game-breaking. It was never so much that... I lost because of it. And I played this for probably five or six hours. I know that I was up real late last night. Jeez. Because you get you get passwords as you go. And I, I, I started well, off sorta. You get you get little like uh blocks with different pictures on them as your passcode. Well yeah, but it's a that's passcode. Pretty, that's, I thought that was kinda cute. I don't yeah, like that. so you can always pick it up later, but I wanted to play I didn't remember any of my personal words. I didn't write them down. Uh, and then last night I said, you know what? I'm going to get all the way through this game. And it took me about two hours uh, when I really sat down and focused on it. And I lost probably half a dozen times because the game gets very fast and the computer player gets very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, it. Cheap. I think I think it's a fair curve. Um, I never felt like the computer was doing stuff that was – superhuman because you can kind of watch the computer play I don't know, the, the computer's a lot screen. faster than you. i noticed this when i was playing it and i noticed it now 
the computer's just going to work. I was not nearly as fast as the computer. Well, so often I got fed the computer's garbage. If you were if you were viewing the live stream right now or the video, this is the last opponent. So this is as hard as it gets on normal. Uh, there are times where you will get lucky drops because the garbage that you send to your opponent are just more symbols of what you've already stacked up. Uh, for the good, you might be in a tough situation and it drop ahead on a big pile of food that you needed to get rid of or you're going to lose. So you can kind of get lucky that way. The bad part of it is if you don't protect your piles, having them under other piles, the computer can dr drop trash on you that triggers your combo before you're ready for it. So, you, you know, it's one of those type of games. Loved it. Loved the 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 uh, theming. I loved the uh, nonsensical nature of it all. The, the tongue-in-cheek story. The only thing I didn't like was the the balloon like CGI graphics for the for the characters in the story. That's just not my thing. I know it was a thing of the nineties. Um but I really enjoyed my time with this, Aaron. What did you think? Well I mean this is a, an absolutely they just poured I mean even and I saw some people comment on it. The screen it, I mean I think this is almost just like a straight port for because even when I played it, I emulated this um played it last night and even my screen it's it, it's they didn't. They didn't expand this out to like be mega huge. I mean, even even the screen of this thing is smaller than, than like say Woody Woodpecker was. Uh, with all that said, I started playing this, and the first thing I did was watch the opening sequence, and it goes on forever. It does. It goes on forever. It's the king and this idiot having this conversation about his spoiled daughter. I thought to myself, "Holy smokes, what in God's name am I looking at?" And even when you start the game, there's another set of cutscenes. You sit there and watch. And I was like, what is this? And then the game started, and because I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, what is this? And I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I was trying to match up the pairs. I was trying to match up four things in a row. I didn't have any. I'd never seen a game this game before. There are no pairs. Yeah, I mean, like I'd put bones together with bones. Oh, you know, okay, sort I understand, I understand. And I thought, okay, this is just different tiles. I didn't realize that at the time. I was like, wait a minute this isn't working what am i supposed to do so i at some point I, I dropped a bunny on a carrot and he ate it i'm like wait a minute here and then it slowly dawned on me i'm like oh it's this is the gimmick here and then once that happened i've got to tell you again it's not the prettiest it's not the it's not the most feature rich uh it's no. <laughs> but what it is is a it is a fun puzzle game and you know me uh the yeah. brent I'm not a big puzzle guy you hate using your brain oh man and I, 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 you don't even know. And so when so when this honed in, when I realized, okay, when I, at first I was like, okay, puzzle game. I'm not looking forward to this. But this is actually pretty fun. Now, it isn't perfect uh, because, uh, like I said, I think the computer is it, pretty cheesy. Of course, you ended up beating it, so I'll give you that. So it can't be, it can't be mega hard. But I will say I sat down and had a, a bunch of good games of this. Having not played it before, and it, I mean, you because when you see these ball and tile games, the first thing you always think is, okay, here's another Tetris. Uh, but this is a game that doesn't play anything like Tetris. No, because no, no. one of the things that happens is if when you when you drop an animal and you have a certain lineup of blocks, they'll go through and eat blocks right across the board, you know, and it clears out the blocks in a real unusual way, you know. And so, if you depending on the layout of your blocks. You might have one of the animals come down and just save your bacon. Yeah. You know, I mean, and clear out a ton of stuff. 
the I mean, listen, the gra- you don't have to have top shelf graphics for stuff like this, and and they're but they're but they're plenty adequate. You can tell the tiles apart. You know, the, the buttons will rotate the uh, the tiles left and right. Joystick moves where they're falling down. Uh, you know what's coming. There's a timer. You see the enemy. You see what he's doing. You, it's when you screw him, you can see your tiles drop on him and vice versa. Before and after each game, there's a cut scene with the enemy where he talks some trash or whatever, and you talk some trash back. Uh, I believe your trainer is a pig, as I recall. Uh, and so I thought it was ironic and odd that uh, someone who was attempting to become the zookeeper was literally talking to a humanoid pig, uh, for example. Like, what kind of zoo is this? Like, what are the rules of this world? Who's in the zoo and who's not? Is the zoo what they call their dungeon? You know, I don't know. There's all kinds of weird stuff in this, uh, but it, it, the story is irrelevant. It's just dopey and horrible and stupid looking, but it's, it is sort of funny. I mean, I have to say, I never skip these. I'm not even sure you can, but I'll watch. You can't skip them. They were so yeah. stupid that I'm like, let's just watch this stupidness and see what happens. That'll be fun. <laughs> and so I have to tell you, uh, surprisingly, I think this is a winner, a big winner. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you said this was an arcade game, and I'm sure they, if I know puzzle game, I'm sure there's a million releases of this that's sitting around somewhere. Uh, but in terms of just sitting down and playing the game, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I played this way more than Woody Woodpecker. Oh, yeah. Now, admittedly, yeah. I was coming off playing Woody Woodpecker, so, <laughs> you know, you could have loaded up Top Banana, and I would have been like, oh, God, yes. Oh, no, that's not true. It was, it, Woody Woodpecker's better than Top Banana, but, <laughs> no, that's, yeah, yeah. when you have that discussion about it, you, it's not a good game. <laughs> but I, I did enjoy this one, uh, and I would recommend it. Uh, yeah. I, again, oh, absolutely. I, I don't know if this is the best version. I doubt it. I'm sure there's a better version. I would play the arcade version if you're going to play it. Um, Have you tried the arcade version of this? No, but I, I did look at it. Um, uh-huh. It it looks tremendously cleaner. I will say, um, I think the idea of having it playing two players simultaneously would be great. I really yeah. think that would be a lot of fun. This game really would lend itself to that sort of gameplay. And the funny thing is... The strategy involved in, in, in having your animal eat tons and tons of stuff is, I mean, you'd have to really sit around and ponder it. I, I like it. It's, there's, there's no Tetris strategy in this. It's, it's, a, it's a whole different level of strategy, which I found, I found refreshing, <laughs> despite the fact the game is 20-some years old. I was refreshed by this new concept in gaming, Brent. <laughs> I give this one a thumbs up, big time thumbs up. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I, I know you and puzzle games are always on the fence, and I I, I try to uh, I try to expand our horizons for good or for ill. And, and this one I, I feel was a huge winner. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm super glad I got a chance to play it. I'm actually going to. I, I have a couple friends that are That's big hard to time believe. puzzle. Oh. Big time puzzle uh, fans. Uh, I'm going to introduce them to this as well, and I think they're going to really love it. It's just a fun game, and really, what's the downfall of the game? I don't know. I don't think there is one. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just if you enjoy puzzle games and you want something a little bit different, uh, and you haven't played this before, absolutely give it a shot. And I think this. Listen, you've got a kind of a lower powered system there. You're trying to do these weird conversions. Don't hey, listen. Sometimes the low hanging fruit, if you get to do it and do it well, 
you're good to go. Absolutely. I got, we did get a Discord uh, review of this. Uh, it's also, again, from our good buddy, Pajaco. <clears throat> Pajaco writes, I have played a, sim- a similar game to this in the past in the form of Pack Panic, and yeah. I like those kind of falling block games. This game itself is pretty solid with a fun story mode. I question that statement. I I'll, I'll, I'll like to do a little reading up and checking other versions as a comparison if I can, and I discovered the arcade version. And retrospectively, the Master System port does an admirable job for an 8-bit machine. The game seems to cheat a little when the block with the blocks it gives you, i.e. you have tons of bamboo on the screen and no pandas dropping in. <clears throat> Moving the blocks around is a little tricky, and, and it is possible for your blocks to get stuck whilst you were trying to move them across the screen. Now, that didn't, I didn't see that. But none of these things are showstoppers, and I really enjoyed it. Being able to play Baku Baku Animal Arcade through MAME would be my go-to. However, if you're looking for a good Master System puzzle game, then definitely give this a try. 8 out of 10. Yeah, It's over with Pajaco. I like it, Brent. So, as we draw this to a close, any parting thoughts here with the old Master System exclusives? You looked over a lot of these. What What do you think? Is it worth a dive if someone wanted to get, go through and give these a shot? No. But, <laughs> you know, what I will take away from this episode more than anything else is I learned a lot about Tech Toy. Yeah. And uh, uh, I it, it's nice, especially in the environment we live in today, where you hear about all these companies just treating their employees rotten and doing the community wrong um to hear something and i'm sure tech toy has their problems i mean all companies do but to to hear that they really try to go out there and and do well by the community very uplifting i and i i think that's my biggest takeaway from all this you know my my biggest takeaway from this episode is now i speak fluent portuguese (laughs) as i'll demonstrate El Timo de Spino, the wheel yeah, the wheel, it's wheel time. Did you catch all that, the Brent? Today, we've added, it's a double dose of Commodore. Uh, the new piece we've got is the Commodore Pet. This is a Buck Owens joint, in case you're wondering. The other addition is a retro rewind piece, a, 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 a crowd favorite, Brent, the Commodore 16. Yes. The Commodore 16 now. What would you do? You have a special uh, wheel piece you'd like to see spun today? Games based on burgers, baby. Oh, jeez, I'm I can't believe that's even on here. Okay, we're gonna give this thing a whirl. Here we go! <laughs> round and round she goes, and the winner is we've got Bam board games based off video games. That's from me, Amigo Aaron. Woo! Brent, you know what that means, don't you? That means we're going to be playing board games this week based on video games. What do you think about that, dude? Oh, boy, I'm going to be slumming it in the board game gaming today. Luckily, I have several of these board games standing by on the shelf of doom right behind me. I do, too. And we're going to be getting into these things. It's going to be me and Brent sitting down playing some board games. Hey, maybe we could use that that online board game gimmick you got to play some of these. That might be yeah, fun. tabletop simulator. Maybe we you certainly may, probably can. You may have to make the 15 steps across the street, you lazy bum. I just come and play me in person. Oh, yeah, I'll cove it all over you. Oh, yuck. Double yuck. Hey, we want to thank everyone for popping in this week. Had a good crowd here today, uh, the Brent. Uh, I want to personally thank everyone who showed up last night and checked out the International Computer Club. We had a lot of fun in there. 
It was a slim, trimmed, rip trizzled, and jacked six hour event, Brent, that ran. <laughs> it would not end, and no one would leave. It was, <laughs> but it was, we had a good time, and I'm glad that we got through it without, with minor injuries. Uh, any parting shots, Brent, before we go? Do we, we don't have any announcements, nothing upcoming. We're just skating along now, aren't we? Yeah, we are good to go for a while. Again, we want to thank everyone uh, for helping us reach over the 200 threshold. Uh, if you haven't seen the video on that, I highly recommend te- checking out the YouTube video. It's got some behind-the-scene clippage that uh, will will certainly have you giggling. So, just outside of that, up a Aaron, lot. yeah, I think we are uh, we're good to spin it until next week. Yeah. Right? Hey, I like the fact that we're now we're getting back into a full sprint. There's plenty of good stuff on this wheel. I'm looking forward to getting involved with some old computers, some of these crazy old consoles. I enjoyed Brazil Week. I had a lot of fun with that. And now I can't play it. Uh, I'm very excited to play some board games based on video games. You know these are all gold. So, with all that said, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Hola, home, Scotty. I don't know what that, I have no idea what that, what I just said. I just made that up. Thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to Duncan Styles for our vector style graphic and Bart Pitt for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Mario Ramey, Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retroalgy, Airshack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, Orom, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushy, Graham W. Vetke, Dave Velociraptor, Bernhard Lucas, Steve Rathmason, Anthony Jarvis, Bitter Blitter, Pachaco6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, Jason Warrens, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo NL, The Slowness, John Schaller, The On Collective, Gary Heather, Terry Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rollo. You can join us live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT, on Twitch. Hope to see you there.